You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and for listening. This is our 70th episode. Holy cow. Isn't that crazy? Thank you so much for being on this wild journey and ride with me. I really appreciate it. I always so love your support and dedication every single week. Support for this episode in particular is coming from my friends at Teachable. I love and adore Teachable so much. It's what I use for my own online classes. And after I started using the software, I got hooked on it and I was like, hey, We got to do something for the podcast. I am so into this because when you are building your online course, all you really got to do is make the audio and the video or your PDFs or however you're going to make it. And you just need the software to make it look legit and easy. You just make the content and then the software is all of the leverage that makes it look good. A lot of people have been asking me like, oh my God, how do you make this all happen? Um, Teachable, (laughs) teachable, teachable, teachable. One of my favorite things about Teachable as well is that they have 24-7 support, which is awesome. I get my emails answered all the time if I have an issue or a bug or I need something fixed. And because you are a listener of The Kelly Track Show, if you sign up for Teachable and you use the link in the show notes, you get access to three free classes that have $1,000 in value on how to build your first online course and nail everything from the sound and the lighting to the course launch and marketing. Plus, there's even the option to get eight weeks of live teaching from the Teachable crew themselves. So somebody is personally guiding you and handholding you as you make your first course. How awesome is that? So peeps, the link is in the show notes if you're curious. All right, my friends. So for this episode today, I wanted to actually initially give you a different show. I had it all done. It was already finished. I had put it together last night and I thought about it and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to change it. I actually felt inspired to hop on the pod and share with you after I met up with my friend, Selena. Shout out to Selena, because I know you're listening. And we were getting beetroot almond milk lattes. They are so pretty. I love anything baby pink (laughs) and I wanted to just share with you guys really honestly and authentically about what I have been kind of dealing with as I have been transcending up to the next level in my life. So I've hit this point recently in my business and in my life where I really feel like it's never been better. I really feel like so much of what I had been desiring for years is finally here. And that is such a powerful place to be in when you look around and you realize that your reality matches your vision. And it's been a total blessing. I have been loving it. I did that episode for you guys as well. I'll link to it in the show notes about how important it is to tell people how great your life is. Do you guys remember that one? So... I also want to be open with you guys about my life being amazing. I get to essentially have fun and do what I love for a living. And I just, I mean, that's like beyond words to me because it's really like pursuing my soul's calling. And I hit this point kind of for the last sort of couple of weeks where I've had a ton of momentum. 
things have never been better. I have never had so many coaching clients. I've never had this much like money come in. I've never had this many people take your best life. Like, I feel like I've hit this point where it's like, okay, we are really getting here. And now I'm in terms of stuff like thinking about, oh my gosh, I am going to have to hire people. Like I can't continue to do most of this myself. Like this is now starting to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're starting to hit this, this inflection point. And this is part of where the upper limit problem comes into play. Now, I got my hands on The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks after listening to Jess Lively doing one of her coaching calls, and she was talking about how when we transcend the next level in life, sometimes we have this sort of blockage, and I went home and I pretty much was like, okay, this sort of sounds like me, and I kind of put it on the back burner for a while, and then maybe like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I got it out from the library, I read it in a sitting. I was like, OMG, I have never found a book that was actually explaining to me what I was doing. So here I am running this company. Things are going really, really well. At the back of my mind, I kind of have this like inkling fear that something's going to go wrong. This kind of like can't be true. Like when's the other shoe going to drop? Like, is this really real? Like, am I just going to sort of like screw this up? Is this just a phase? Now, I know like looking from other people's businesses and like seeing other people's, you know, things expand, it's a natural part of growth. As you become successful, stuff increases and rises. That's like, you know, it's the hockey stick curve that everyone talks about. It's obvious. But when you're in that moment, when you are really getting successful in your life, you have that fear at the back of your head of, oh my God, is the other shoe going to drop? So this notion behind the big leap is really explaining I think the front cover of the book really shows it well it's like a little goldfish in a small bowl and he's making the leap to this really big big new bowl and I feel like that's me right now I'm like really moving up to the big new bowl and you kind of have to get past your own set point Gay Hendricks describes as our body has this like natural state of homeostasis and this level and it's like this is the most amount of success you have ever had This is as successful as you can get. This is it. You cannot really go past this anymore. And if you do push past that a little bit, we're going to pull you back down. So ways in which you can sort of indirectly self-sabotage yourself as you become successful can look like this. Number one, say you have a really big product launch and then right after you get sick. That is the upper limit problem at play. Say you win an award and then you come home and you pick a fight with your partner. That is the upper limit problem at play. Or say you are accepting an award on stage and you trip and fall or something and you're not really a clumsy person. That is also an upper limit problem at play. It's ways in which you are indirectly self-sabotaging yourself to kind of keep you safe. So here I am in my life where I'm really moving up to the next level and I can feel it and the growth is coming really quickly and really fast and it's sort of this space of trying my absolute best to expand to allow myself to do it to not take it so seriously I have been kind of getting a little bit nervous as of lately but now it's like oh guys this is like a a, this is a thing this is a legitimate thing um And it's starting to get 
almost to the point where it's getting bigger than me. And I've been kind of feeling that anxiousness. I've been also getting like a ton of amazing messages. Like so many people loving the show, so many people telling me really good things. And I love your guys' kind words. And there's this little inner critic inside my head saying, how long until you screw it up? Which sounds so freaking stupid. And I teach this mindset work to you guys because I use it myself. Like that whole section on mastering your mindset uh, and dealing with the inner critic that I teach you in your best life. Um, that's because I got to do that on the regular <laughs> because it's sort of that, it's that same thing of the self-sabotage in the upper limit. As you begin to become more successful, you kind of have that inkling thing in the back of your head saying, well, can it really be this good? Are they always going to love your show? Is it always going to meet their needs and not just meet them, but like totally exceed their needs? Can you really keep performing at the level you are? And that, my friends, is a lot of pressure. It is such a ton of pressure. And I recently had to be like, fuck, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, I got to let this stuff go. Like, I got to not care so much. Like, I was getting so much love, so much attention. I feel like, you know, when it's like, I, I, like, I really felt like in the hockey stick curve, it's like we're really hitting the hockey stick curve. I've never had so much like love, comments, downloads, money, success, clients, good stuff coming my way. I literally opened up my inbox the other day. It's getting to the point where like opportunities are really, really picking up. And like it just all of a sudden became pressure. That's what I would describe it as. It moved from fun to, oh my God, I have to deliver. I have to keep up. I got to make sure that I am producing a plus content every single week. And I realized that this was now the upper limit problem. Me getting so serious and tight gripped on this is me indirectly self-sabotaging it. Because come on, if I do a podcast episode and I'm all like really uptight, it isn't a good episode. And it's a way in which I realized I have been self-sabotaging. I have been hitting this upper limit. Other areas I noticed myself hitting the upper limit was like right after I did the launch, the big launch for the inner circle. And I know we're coming up really soon uh, next week for when we fully open up doors for enrollment. When I did the first launch on my website of like, this is what it is, everybody. As soon as the launch was over, I got sick the next day. That's like natural upper limit problem of my body just naturally saying like, okay, you're having a lot of success. Come back down. Or now it's like, Stuff, you know, when you're out for like a really nice walk and you're enjoying the sun and you're walking on the seawall with like your favorite coffee and you're worried like, oh my God, did I answer that email? Or, oh my God, did I put that in the show notes? <laughs> or like, oh my God, is the stove on? And your brain like has a freak out for 20 seconds or like, oh my God, did I get back to that coaching client? It's like that kind of crap where you're having the most loving day, all your thoughts are good. And then boom, something really stressful or like a little nugget of like, oh, you got to still do that shit kind of pops into your head. That is a form of the upper limit problem. So I want to also be really honest here and explain kind of how I have been overcoming this upper limit problem and how I have been pushing myself through this upper limit problem to like tell my body like, uh-uh, we ain't going that direction. We are jumping into the big bowl. We are moving from small little fishbowl to big fishbowl and we are going big, my friend. <laughs> So there's a really great affirmation that I have been using from Gay Hendricks in his book, and I've tweaked it a little bit for my preference. And it says like this, 
I expand with love, joy, success, and money every single day. And when I do it, it inspires other people to do the same. I love that. That is so good. So every time I catch myself upper limiting, I say the affirmation. I expand with love, joy, peace, success, money, abundance, whatever words I want to throw in (laughs) every single day. And when I do it, it inspires other people to do the same. I so love that because it's so true. When I shine, it gives you permission to shine. And when you shine, it gives me permission to shine. That's how it all goes. Because you do stuff that's awesome, it inspires other people to do the same. When you see people totally doing cool work, it inspires you to do the same. We all shine our light so that other people can shine their light too. And I love that. That always reminds me that, you know what, this is far greater than me. This is far greater than just my work because when I show up and you know when you guys listen and you guys hear me getting successful you guys realize that you are going to be just as successful too and I'm going to be so honest with you and share this tidbit about my life so I recently did an RTT session and a theta healing session with her which are two alternative healing modalities I'm gonna have the people I worked with come on the podcast and share with you about what this is and I was looking to clear some subconscious blocks around success and abundance and this sort of weird icky feeling I was starting to feel I was like I must be holding on to something subconsciously because I literally cannot figure out what the hell is happening and a huge fear I had in my subconscious mind was around the fact that people would leave me if they knew how successful I was. That people wouldn't value me as much or like me as much or respect me as much if I was the person that made this much money or if I was that person that drove that car or if I was that person that picked up the the tab on every meal. I had this subconscious fear that people would leave me if I became successful. And that was so fascinating to figure that out and to clear it because I had no idea that that was a little block that I had been mentally holding on to. And one of the reasons in which I was sort of still hanging out in the smaller fishbowl versus being like, you know what? I think people would be happy to know the fact that I'm doing really well and that this business does really well financially. I think that would really inspire other people if they were looking to do their own thing, that they could have this level of success too. And that was such a big thing for me because you know, I was like a big people pleaser for most of my life. And I didn't realize how much that was still sort of playing out subconsciously in my own mind. Another thing that's really helped me move past my upper limit problem and something I think that's going to be helpful for you if you are starting to get really successful, whether that is in your career or your work or you're in a relationship where you really like this person and you don't want to like sabotage it or screw it up because you really like them. Something that I've been really working on is really releasing the grip, releasing the grip. Oh my word, was former Kelly Track a tight-gripped person? (laughs) I was like married to my goals. (laughs) I was married to my vision. I was married to everything. I have really worked hard on being chill. Allowing what is. Letting go. Surrendering. Flowing with the tide. I very much work with my alignment now. This is something I'm going to share with you guys more on the show. It's stuff I've kind of touched on, this principle that I've learned from Jess Lively and the more I learned from Abraham Hicks. It's a little bit more woo-woo, but um, you guys enjoy that stuff. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about that more in upcoming episodes. But 
I am very much into how things feel. And the second that things start to feel bad, I got to stop. And whether that is in any way, shape or form that it takes. I had this aha moment the other day and I was talking to my friend, Jenny, you guys know Jenny, Jenny Lynn Newell from episode 44 on the show. I'll link to her awesome episode in the show notes. Cause she's one of my most downloaded guests of all times. That's a really beautiful podcast episode. And we were talking about how I was doing two shows a week. And you know, I kind of never thought about how I was doing two shows a week until we started talking about the fact that I do two shows a week. And for me, it was like, oh yeah, I do two shows a week. I do two shows a week. And we were talking about her awesome podcast that's brand new, the Let's Be Naked podcast. And I was like, I left that conversation and I was like, oh my God, I do two shows a week. Holy shit. I do two shows a week. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I, I do a ton of stuff for this podcast. And I kind of didn't have a third party perspective until Jenny brought it up. And I know that sounds so crazy, but my new thing is really letting go and releasing the grip. So right now doing two shows a week, I'm enjoying and I'm having fun. Like I really love these solo episodes with you guys where I can just talk and it's such a fun time for me to connect with you. And I really enjoy hanging out with you guys one-on-one, -on -one. but I've also decided that if it no longer feels aligning and if it starts to feel like work, I'm going to probably pull the show down to just one show a week, and I'm going to just give myself the permission to do that. There's this also this line of letting go of the standards that you hold for yourself. It's one thing if I say, okay, you and I are going to do meetings this week, and we're, you know, you're my coaching client, and we're going to work together. Of course, I'm going to show up for your meetings. But there's another thing when I tell myself, you know, you're going to do two shows a week, and if it starts to get icky or uphill, or upstream, or difficult, or uninspiring. That's sort of my signal to myself that, you know what, maybe you can allow yourself the permission to grow and change and evolve, and that's okay. Just because you had done two shows for the last, I don't know, several months, and that's how you've always done it, that doesn't mean it can't change if you need it to. And having that beautiful permission to just change, and allowing ourselves just to change. I mean, how often do we give ourselves that? Like, hey, hey, you, here's the permission to change. Yeah, it's okay. High five. <laughs> I don't think I have ever really given myself the permission to change that much. But just now allowing myself to play with that opportunity and that possibility that, you know what, we can change. We can change our minds whenever. We can decide to be different. If we are becoming more successful, we can let go of the things that no longer serve us. If we want to be more happy, we can let go of the stuff that doesn't light us up anymore. If you aren't enjoying this podcast, you can unsubscribe. Just because you said yes once before, or just because you made a commitment to yourself before, it doesn't mean that you can't allow yourself the permission to change and to grow and to evolve. We are really, truly growth-seeking beings at the end of the day. Another piece about going to the next level and letting go of the grip is eventually hiring people. Like, hiring full-time employees because I was looking at doing interns this summer and I'm like, I don't need an intern. I need full-time people and allowing myself to give up more control, <laughs> give up more control. Yeah, man, how many areas in our life are we trying to hold on to so many things because we think we are the only people that can do it? I am sure that that is probably damaging your success too. When we say, oh, I got to do this whole project by myself. I am the only person on the team that is this capable. Everybody else on my team is sort of a tool. I'm going to stay up late and get this done for the team because my boss is going to like it then. 
how many other areas of your life are you kind of feeling the same thing? Where you think you are the only one that's good enough for the job. Do you really think you're the only one that's good enough for the job? I'm sure if you taught your other teammates how to do some of your stuff, they could help you. Or maybe that summer intern at your office could help you. And maybe you could give up a tiny bit of your work, or you could ask for help, or you could ask for some of it to be delegated out, or you could have a boundaries conversation with your boss and explain that your plate is really full. We also get so caught up in this idea that, oh, I got to do it all. It's just me. I'm the only one that can do it. I am good enough. Oh, nope. I don't need help. Just me. I got this. I think for a lot of us that are very self-sufficient or go-getters or self-starters, we like knowing that we can handle a lot of work. And I also enjoy, you know, knowing that I can do lots of stuff. I love, I love my work. I love doing work. I am definitely very much a rhinocorn, as Jess Lively would call it, halfway between a rhino and a unicorn, like doing it the old school Newtonian way versus doing it the quantum way. I am very much in the middle. I enjoy taking action. I love work. <laughs> Nothing is more aligning to me than doing work. So we also like to think like, oh, achievement and doing stuff really fills my cup. Well, what about allowing it some of that to go so you can do other things that are more filling for your cup instead of just working, like delegating some tasks. That's totally a possibility for us as these A-type achievers who like are like, I'm just going to do it all. Okay, see ya. <laughs> you know what I mean? Another really big way in which I have let the grip go on my business as it has become more successful is to understand that it's not just me. It's not just me. Even though I am CEO, I pretty much do so much of this stuff. I mean, it is me. Most of the stuff that you see is me. I'm not the only one at play. There is the universe. There are the unseen forces. There is energy, vibration, clients, customers, you, listeners, podcast supporters. There are so many other factors at play. And when I take on the very human lens of, oh, it's just me. It's only Kelly Track running kellytrack.com. That's a very narrow and limited perspective. In the same way, you might be feeling it too, that you are the only one doing it. It's just you. It's all eyes are on you. You're doing the whole show of your life. Well, who else I would beg to ask is also supporting you. Friends, family, supporters, maybe your clients, your coworkers, your teammates, your really awesome boss or your stellar VP. Those people are also helping you. They're also supporting you because sometimes we get caught up in this trap of it's just me. I always call this and one of my phrases is this. I'm all alone on I'm all alone island. It's when we are trapping ourselves all alone on the island saying, I'm all alone. It's just me. I got this peeps. I don't need anybody. I am good. You are not alone on I'm all alone on I'm all alone island. You have a lot of people at play that are helping you in the same way that I have a lot of people at play helping me. So that perspective really helps me let go when I realize that, oh, I'm not doing this. Like, Here's a really great example. This podcast, it's 50-50. I make the podcast, that's 50% of my work, and then the other 50% is you downloading it and listening to it. Do you see how the two of us together are working together? It's not 100% all me, because I could make podcasts all day long, but if people don't listen, 
then I got nothing. You see what I'm saying? So that perspective has so empowered me to remember that, oh, (laughs) it's not just me. And it doesn't have to be just me ever. Another big way in which I've been loosening up the grip to get through my upper limit problem is part of what I shared in last week's solo show of not taking things so seriously and penciling all this stuff in. So I have a rough outline of what I'm looking to create yet for the rest of the year. I have about three more courses I want to make for you guys. Part of me wants to just like do them all once. (laughs) When I get a creative idea in my head, like I really just want to run for it. But this idea that it can be fluid and that I can flow and have time to ponder the questions of, hmm, I wonder when we're going to do this, or I wonder how this is going to take a shape or a form, or I wonder how this is going to show up, or I wonder how this will flow, or I wonder how this will unfold for me, or I wonder how this is going to happen, versus me getting really tight gripped, getting out my little lead pencil and scribbling all the details down and the countdown to the launch date in my agenda, allowing and savoring the unfolding and seeing how it is going to show up in my life and when I'm going to get the divine inspiration to go star or to put it together or to make the sales page, to do it on the universe's timeline versus trying to pencil it all in on my timeline. That's been huge on letting go of the grip. So I would ask to you, where are you trying to get really serious and rigid on your timeline as you become more successful? Are you thinking things like, oh, I'm doing really well at work. Like I got to schedule in all of my workouts this week. Otherwise they're going to get overridden by people or stuff like I have to be very rigid with seeing my friends for only one hour because then I have to get back to work. This assignment that I'm on with this client is so big and I cannot let my teammates down. Where do you find yourself getting rigid in terms of like timing or structuring and where are you perhaps not allowing much movement in your life? for the unknown to show itself to you or for a better opportunity to come your way or for something better to flow into your life or for a bigger client to come your way. When we get really nitty gritty and when we bind down on filling out the entire agenda, you're not really making any space for the new. You're only making space for the stuff that you know. What about the unknown unknowns? Remember we talked about that pie chart on the podcast? The unknown unknowns, the stuff you've never even thought of before. What about all that cool stuff that's going to be coming into your vortex? Because it's coming out of nowhere. You can't make space for that. You gotta just like allow time for that to come into your life. You can't say, okay, Tuesday at 2 p.m., You and me, the universe, we're going to have a meeting and you're going to tell me all about all the cool unknown unknowns that are going to come into my life this year. Okay, sounds good. Sweet. I'm going to send you a Google Calendar invite. Awesome. (laughs) It does not work like that. The universe has its own timeline for you. The universe has its own timeline for me. I'm going to dance with it. I'm not going to be like, okay, universe, I made this entire sweet ass spreadsheet of how we're going to do this whole year. How much money we going to make, how many clients we're going to serve how many courses we're going to sell. Nah, I don't do that anymore. I used to, I used to like do a lot of forecasting and projections. (laughs) Now I'm like, whatever shows up, shows up, whatever the universe wants to send me, the universe sends me. And that's been really cool in terms of letting the grip go because you know what? It's way more fun that way. I get way more stuff that way. I made more money that way. And, um, I like it better. So we're going to go with it some more. Feel free to borrow it. 
Ask for the universe to bring it all to you and make your job sitting back, relaxing, and receiving it. The last thing I want to share with you about how I am transcending the upper limit problem is understanding that I can relax now, that I can let go, that you know what? It's safe for me to let go, that I don't have to do anything anymore. I shared in Letitia Range's episode with you on the podcast about how I actually have taken the words make it happen out of my vocabulary. Now, make it happen is a really cute saying. And for people who have a a good connotation with it and have a positive association with it, like by all means, keep it. But for me, make it happen had this connotation of like, make it happen. Like, I'm going to make it happen. No matter what, I'm going to make it happen. I imagine myself as like a boxer in the ring. I'd be like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to go to championship. Yeah. Like that's literally how I would visualize make it happen. Like really like hand in fist, grind it out, fight tooth and nail, like throw myself, you know, into the ring. That's how I imagine make it happen. And you know what? I don't like that idea. I don't want to force. I don't want to pressure. I don't want to push. I don't want to make anything happen. My desire for me, and feel free to borrow this desire, is for things to come to me. Instead of making it happen, how about sitting back, relaxing, and allowing it to come? Yeah, that sounds fun. One sounds like I'm going to get beat up in the boxing ring. And the other one sounds like I'm going to lay poolside with a nice lemonade and allow the butler to bring me the lemonade. <laughs> I don't know about you, but one, one of those I really like. And I'm going to go with option two. So as you are becoming more successful in your life, whether that is your YouTube videos, whether that's your podcast, whether that's your clients, whether that's your career or your business or your relationship, see how you can stop making stuff happen and the pressure to make it happen. What if you allowed, allowed things to be good? What if you let things come to you? What if you just kept shining your bright light? kept showing up, kept loving the people, kept just serving with an open heart. And you let the opportunities come to you. Let things flow into your life versus going out and trying to make it happen. You know, you can beat somebody up in the boxing ring and win the free lemonade, or you can lay poolside and get the butler to bring it to you. You always have the choice to dip into your yin mode and your yin energy and that beautiful flowing feminine energy that we all have regardless of our our gender or our preferences. We are able to tap into this yin receiving mode of, you know what? I've done enough yang. How about the yin? Yeah, let's try yin. (laughs) Yin sounds pretty good to me. I'm going to give you a personal example in my business for sure around this allowing things to come to me concept. I don't ask for media anymore. You know, when I first wrote my first ebook, I did a whole media push and like went to try to get media for the book. Uh, It was like semi-successful. I did get some media, which was kind of cool. But now, for where I'm at now, things just come to me. I don't ever ask people, hey, can I be on your podcast? Or hey, can you feature me in your magazine? Or hey, can you do an article about me? Hey, can I be on your TV show? Like, I don't, I don't do that stuff. I never ask. I just say, you know what? If the universe wants to bring it to me, they'll bring it to me. If the universe wants to deliver it to my inbox, it will come. If people want to ask me, they can ask me. 
but I'm not going to go make it happen. If I want the lemonade, I want the lemonade to come to me. That's such a powerful practice of setting intentions and goals, allowing things to come to you and allowing them to come whenever they come and being in that space of, hmm, I wonder when it's going to come. I wonder how it's going to show up. How cool that I don't know how my awesomeness and my success and my further success is going to show up. How neat that I get to dream about all the ways it could happen as the universe figures out my lemonade order and then brings it to me. I mean, I might be thinking and visualizing of how awesome a nice, you know, lemon lemonade might be, but the universe might bring me something even better than I could have never imagined before. And even though a nice cold lemonade with ice cubes is really good on a hot sunny day, maybe if I just let go and allow the universe to deliver me something better, it's going to make me a drink. It's going to be a pink lemonade with Mayer lemons. Mayer lemons, I believe, are a combination of lemons and mandarins. And it's going to be ripe, ripe Mayer lemon juice from a fresh California tree. And it's going to be made with hibiscus flowers and ice cubes with rose petals in it. And it's going to have a really cute little straw. It's going to have one of those really cute, like, metallic straws. And it's going to be in this, like, long, tall glass And it's going to be the most divine thing I've ever tasted. There's going to be some berries in there. There might even be a couple bits of watermelon. It's going to look so much like a Pinterest pin. I'm going to have to like Instagram the shit out of this. But this is a lemonade that I could have never dreamed of. And how cool that the universe gave me this. I thought I was going to get like a lemonade. Like, I mean, I thought like I was going to get maybe like the plain lemonade from Starbucks. But it brought me this divine thing that would be like, you know, 14 bucks at a really sweet cafe in LA, but the universe brought it to me because I was patient and I was ready. And I asked for the universe to bring me something better than anything I could dream myself. And that my friends is a really fun way to play with your next level of success. Yeah. How cool. Also, P.S. I would have never guessed that I would ever be talking about success through that metaphor. (laughs) Like if you guys had met younger Kelly track, oh my God. Bless our former selves. Forgive your former self. You know, she had a very tight grip. She would have been like, it's going to be like this, no matter what. (laughs) Versus, hmm, I wonder how it's going to be shown to me. (laughs) Letting go, surrendering, trusting, and allowing are some of the biggest tips and tools that I can offer you on the path to success, especially as you transcend and rise up to the next level in your life. Trusting that it's going to happen Having faith that it's going to be better than you can have ever had imagined, allowing it into your life and receiving it with big, wide opening arms and saying, hey, you, I'm so excited for you to be here. Come on down. Let's hang out for the hour. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening today. Really quickly before you jet, if you are loving the podcast, if you are obsessed with self-development work and you are looking to take this work a little deeper and you're looking for a place to start, I would totally recommend checking out my self-study online course called Your Best Life. Now, I truly believe that you can only really live your best life if you do the inner work first. As Eckhart Tolle always says, If you get the inside right, the outside falls into place. Those might have not been his exact words, but that's kind of what I think he says. (laughs) It's along those lines. But that's totally 
what has been true for me time and time again. And it's the same stuff I teach my coaching clients. And it's the same stuff that you will be learning in depth, how to truly master your fear, your doubt, your worry, your self-limiting beliefs, overcome your inner critic and your negative self-talk and do all that heart-centered juicy work first. Because when you do that beautiful inner work first, and then you take action, it's so much easier. It's like you are your own coach. It's like you got your own coach in your own head being like, um, that's not a good thought. We're going to pick another one. Or you know what? I actually can do this. And I am good enough, smart enough, talented enough, and pretty enough to do this. And you don't have to lug around any of those negative thoughts anymore. So if your best life speaks to you and if it calls to you, it is available for self-study. You can take it and enroll in it at any time. If your intuition says yes, I would love to. I would love to have you as a student. So thank you so much to everybody that is a student. I always appreciate that. That makes me so happy. And three quick shout outs to people who have recently enrolled that are huge members of my community and tribe. Maggie, you know who you are. Vanessa, you know who you are. And Stephanie, you know who you are. Thank you so much, you three ladies and everybody else that has been in the course and is taking the course. Thank you. You all rock. So until next time, have a lovely day and I will catch you back here soon. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon. 